Hello and welcome to the Vocal Academy podcast. Hi, and I'm your host, Bobby Harper, and in this series, we'll try to make all things singing and performing more comprehensible and accessible to you. Episode 2, what should I expect from my very first singing class? First, uh, please let me take a moment to thank you for tuning in to this podcast. Uh, I realise that most of you may not have heard of me before and I realise that if you've landed here, it's because you're looking for some enlightenment on singing um, and the process of getting better at singing. So no matter why you're here, then we are here together and I'm really grateful that you have tuned in. Oh, and as you're listening to this podcast, I do want to encourage you to leave a five-star rating because the more ratings we get, the more reviews we get, then the more likely we're going to uh, be able to get to the top of the list. So please do me this favour as we want as many people to come across this information as possible and together we can maybe encourage more and more people to get out there and sing with a bit more freedom. So... In episode one, we covered some ways to help people who might be a bit nervous in making that first step into a class of formal vocal training and also spoke to some of you who have already made that first step but were maybe a bit overwhelmed by it all. So if you're joining us for the very first time, I would definitely encourage you to go back and have a listen to episode one. Even if you're already getting some help for your voice, there are definitely some things in there that you may well still benefit from. In this episode, we're going to give you a picture of what a first vocal lesson or assessment might look like. Obviously, teachers and teachings differ somewhat, so this really is one snapshot in time and based really from my own experience and the research and education that I've taken. Um, on your behalf. So the reason for this dedicated episode really comes from a commonality I find from some singers taking their first lesson at the Vocal Academy. I will always ask a student in the first lesson what their expectations from the class might be. Most of them will say that they have no idea what to expect because they've never taken a vocal class before. So it's completely normal and it's an innocent answer. But the effect of this is that it simply hands all of the control to their new teacher. And because the student is likely already dealing with some level of nervousness, then handing over this control, basically everything, to the teacher unbalances the relationship literally in the first minutes of that first class. So, it's kind of, you know, if you were to look at it another way, it's like a lot of us have gotten into a taxi outside an airport of a city that we've never been to before. And you can find yourself sitting in the back of the taxi um, thinking, I'm really at the mercy of this, this taxi driver. Uh, now, most taxi drivers will take you directly there. But you know that feeling of being kind of vulnerable or exposed? Um, so what we want to do in this episode is maybe give you some tools or some information that will 
at least give you some control kind of of what's happening uh, some kind of solid ground to stand on so how is the class going to play out well you're going to arrive into the studio probably with some level of nerves and nervousness although if you've listened to episode one you've hopefully mitigated somewhat against too many nerves your teacher will welcome you and you are now committed so bear in mind what happens from now is really in the teacher's hands and based on their education and experience they are going to take your hand and take you down a road so this is the part of the subject where we arrive at a bit of a crossroads and have to kind of go down a particular direction because a lot of teachers have do have their own system or their own process of how a class goes as I have mine and each teacher will place emphasis on different aspects of singing depending on the teacher that you go for and the reasons for this are many and they're varied um there are very many different vocal schools um and I actually think they're almost like different religions however wherever you end up whether it's heaven or being reborn or or whatever uh whatever you believe in uh, the basic goal is to end up in a place that you want to go to so um if you end up there um then the only difference really is the route that you take to get there so i suppose wherever it's possible it might be an idea to do a bit of research so that you're happy that the chosen teacher will provide you with the route that you're going to be happier taking so with this in mind you may end up with a teacher of a pedagogy that engages predominantly with the physical manifestation of singing i.e the whole body experience for your voice and there are loads of great teachers that will teach you you know from this standpoint in other cases some teachers play place more significance on breathing the breath breathing techniques the diaphragm or you may feel you want to focus on functionality so you will look for somebody who will bring you to that goal um that focuses on functionality so given my own learning i'm going to bring you down what to expect from a class uh in the vocal academy okay so i would emphasize at this point that you should expect that you're going to be asked to sing at least a scale it wouldn't hurt to have a song ready to roll so your teacher can hear what you sound like in a song if they are if they need to hear that so um for full disclosure i may not ask a student to sing a song in the very first assessment um so at this point anyway i can hear you almost uh, in unison asking what song should you sing well the answer is genuinely i don't know and as it's probable that we've never met each other previously um i don't know what your voice sounds like i don't know what songs you know i don't know what songs you're even familiar with so it's got to be down to you to choose the song so in choosing the song that you're going to choose on your own i would recommend that you choose a song that is relatively easy for you to sing with maybe a couple of challenges in it because it's the challenges in the songs that most people who choose to take singing lessons want to iron out or fix 
So there's less point in choosing to sing a song that like you're already knocking out of the park. Um, and obviously better to sing a song that you already know. Um, something that you're already familiar with and that you don't necessarily have to learn from scratch. Um, and although you don't need to know the whole song off by heart, it's probably better if you do. If learning the whole song is going to be an issue, then at least have an idea of the melody of the verse and the chorus. It's better, of course, if you also have an idea of the middle eight or the bridge, uh, especially if this part of the song goes up a key or two, because this will give important information to your new teacher about your voice. Um, at worst, you know, you can simply read the lyrics from your phone. So in terms of preparation, aside from that, there's very little that you can do um, as to learning specific scale because teachers will use different scales um, and you don't know which one that they're going to ask you to do in order to analyze your voice. Um, and hopefully, like, um, we, you know, you're not going to get a scale that's really difficult. Some, something simple really should do, okay? Now that said, in some classes later on in a lesson, the teacher may have enough confidence in what they've heard that they might challenge you with a more advanced scale or pattern. In our classes, there will be a brief chat. You will be asked about your vocal history. So even if you're in middle age or beyond, and if you sung in the school choir, it still may be useful information for your teacher to have if you were in the school band. Even if you hadn't sung but were involved in theatre, drama, this is all important information because these experiences will in some way, shape or form have influenced you no matter how little you think. And you know, it might just be useful to your teacher to know this you will be asked about where you currently feel you are vocally. So this is obviously important because it gives the teacher information on where you think your voice is. I mean, I will ask students how they rate their own voice. I will ask them how they think their loved ones will rate their voice. And lo and behold, normally we will get different answers and that can be quite telling. In fact, I would actually honestly say that most people who take voice classes are actually a lot better than they genuinely believe they are. So if you've had trouble with your voice or are currently having trouble with your voice, this is critical information. Um, whether you've had to go to see an ENT and if so, it would be very helpful if you had a report from your doctor. You might let your new teacher have a look at that. Um, and you will also be asked about um, <clears throat> what would you like the future to be for your singing, for your voice. This is a particularly hard question to answer for new students. I mean, you will often find that it hasn't really been thought about in too much detail. So like this is where we'll often hear that you just want to get better. But of course, um, as teachers, we expect that anybody who arrives in our studio wants to get better. Um, 
so have a good think about like what it is that you want to achieve from vo voice lessons it could be you know tone is probably you know it's, it's broad but it's better than just getting better um i want to work on the low end of my voice the high end the middle of my voice um it vibrato um anything just have a good think about what it is the only thing i would suggest really is that you don't limit your ambition um because like who's to say how good you could get nobody it is absolutely conceivable that you could end up with a beautifully well-balanced voice and able to sing with a warm tone with natural vibrato or a rock song with the right amount of grit or whatever it is that you're looking for. I genuinely feel that limiting your ambition will actually work against the amount you can approve. Leave it open. Um, so after our little discovery chat, I will ask my student to sing a relatively basic scale, which will gradually ascend. What I want to hear is how their voice reacts to the scale as we go up, how they sound in their lower voice, and what happens as the scale gets higher. I want to know, as a teacher, how they deal with going from the lower part of their voice to the higher part of their voice. If it cracks, if it strains, if it breaks. So please remember that we are not judging you. We are just assessing you. So the goal at this point is only to listen to what happens and how you do it, do it. Not how beautiful your voice is or is it wonderful or are you magnificent? We're sure you already are, but we just want to see what happens. Um, I know it's easy to say, but from the student's point of view, you probably should try to let happen whatever is going to happen with your voice. At this point, much as your subconscious is telling you to show your best foot forward, you must remember that you are not there to impress anybody. You are not there to impress your teacher. You are there to show them how your voice behaves, whether you like what happens or whether you dislike what happens. For example, you would not ask a builder to come to your house to fix a crack in the wall, but then hide the crack with wallpaper just so he says you have a lovely house. That would be counterproductive. So after the student lets happen what happens to their voice in the assessment, your teacher will then know where the issue is with your voice. And based on that information, we'll be able to determine your voice type or your vocal tendency. This is important information because it determines what you need to do to bring your voice towards balance, which is ultimately the goal most singers want to achieve. The mix voice, the bass camp for your voice, the place that gives your voice most choices. When your voice type has been determined by the teacher, they will then decide the best tools to bring your voice from where it is now towards balance. The tools um, are by default designed to give you a different sensation um, that you may be used to. 
So for instance, if your voice breaks, the teacher should be providing exercises or tools that will connect both sides of the break together. It is important that this is understood. There is a difference between hiding a break and connecting both sides of the break. If the goal is to hide the break, it just means that it will still be there. Hiding in the bushes and when you sing a different song, the hidden break will likely reappear and you're back to square one again. So you need to fix it and if you recognise this, then you need to find a teacher who knows how to fix it. So in all of this, you will be challenged to experience physical feelings through singing that you perhaps have not felt before. It is completely normal. In fact, this is what you actually signed up for. So if when you sing, you feel your voice is not expressive enough, your teacher may give you sounds that will make your voice more expressive. Maybe get you to make more dynamic sounds. And if you're not used to making these sounds, then the experience will be different to what you are used to. Your job now is to get used to these new experiences or feelings. I have students who would describe them back to me as weird or strange or different and all manner of things. Some students will do everything to avoid these new sensations and the progress can be slower in these cases. Whereas the sooner the student embraces the changes, then the quicker their progress can be. So you may be asked to sing um, with what we would call unfinished sounds or to do scales with unfinished sounds. Again, in most cases, you may be asked to make these sounds because they counter your vocal tendency. But it's important to understand that mostly they are only temporary until you can bring your voice back into the middle, back into balance. Again, if you are asked to sing a song, it is only for informational purposes that your new teacher will do this, especially in a first class or an assessment situation. The teacher may be reacting to something that happened in an exercise and wants simply to see if what happened in the exercise will happen in the song. So it is neither a good thing or a bad thing that a teacher wants to hear you sing the song. It's just in the context of the moment. So there you go. That is pretty much what will happen in a first lesson. Nothing too scary in there and at least you might be more informed as to how the class will go and maybe be encouraged to make the step forward to voice training that you've been pushing away for so long. Um, if you take stock of the points we've touched on, then hopefully you'll feel a little bit less exposed or vulnerable going into that class and the very least that you... Um, can hold some of the cards going in there in terms of your preparation, both mentally and tangibly, but also that you won't be overly surprised by being asked to sing through a scale. Uh, I guess you now have an insight into what a singing teacher um, is going to focus on in your class. So I think with all of that process, we really 
didn't pay attention to the most important part of the singing class and that is that you have fun that you enjoy it uh, if you don't enjoy it if it's too much for you to handle then it's gonna be harder for you to pick up the information you need in order to be um, you know working on your voice you know when you're on your own because of course that's that's where you really get better um, in this episode I hope we've opened a window and allowed some light in on the actual singing class and that at some level you're a bit better placed to enjoy the experience more remember vocal learning and vocal coaching and teaching is it's a partnership so it is important that you get on with your vocal instructor um, and at least have an understanding that you are both on the same page when it comes to what you want from your training. So I hope these tips are helpful if you have been contemplating getting help with your voice. By all means, if you would like to reach out, you can find my email address in the podcast notes along with other links um, that I think might be helpful to you. So until next time, be safe. Be happy and sing like nobody's listening.